What shall we look at? You can press star six to unmute yourself. This is Anne. Hey, Anne. Hey, um, very, very grateful and happy to be here. Um, I um, my my aunt sent me a book um, uh, to read, which I I don't do that often, but it's a it's a a book. Uh, it's called Caste, and it's about the caste system in the United States and in India and in Nazi Germany. Um, and basically, it talks about how there's a hierarchy of you know people who are better or more important. And then there's people on the bottom rung, kind of like it reminded me in Latin America where there's the European blood and the indigenous, you know, and the European folks are more important, whatever. Anyway, what it, what I, as, as I was reading this, I thought, of course, of Zen practice and how it's all an inside job. And I was um, thinking about something that Sherry said once, which just struck me and has never left me about how, as humans, you know, we tend to divide and... Um, she was talking about somebody saying, um, well, I don't know if I can uh, communicate this, but um, saying, I'm the top of the plate, not the bottom of the plate, so therefore I'm more important. Uh-huh. And it just struck me like, wow, because, of course, you don't have a plate without a bottom and a top, and it's all equally important. Um, I don't know. That, and that, just, that is just that's the lens through which I've been reading this. Uh-huh. The lens through which you've been reading it, it sounds like around um, that it's all an inside job, that um, that there's no real top or bottom, that that's sort of the illusion that gets spun. So, and and so what have you been what have you been seeing as you've been looking through looking at it in that way? Well, I love I love the way you just said that the illusion that has been spun because. Um, it, it really is an illusion, you know, that we, we create all of these um, false structures and believe that they're real, mm-hmm. um, which is just, yeah, it's just, um, and, and the suffering that, that, that um, results from that. Um, that ego I don't know. creates all yes. of these yes. illusions. Yes. That seem real. Exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. Very good correction. Yes. And we suffer, yeah. Yes, 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 thank you, yes. Like, it reminds me of um, um, my parents lived in this very small town in, um, in Alabama, which was um, primarily white and primarily Southern Baptist. But there were two Southern Baptist churches because, of course, <laughs> you know, there was one that believed this and one be- that believed that. And they couldn't have been more the same, but... There, they had to find a difference to a fa- an so, illusionary difference. But yeah, and so Anne, if we bring it back to what you said earlier—that it's an inside job—how are you? How are you seeing that in your own process, or how are you? You know, because we we understand projection. Yes. So yes. if you yes, brought yes, it yes, back, yes. what are you seeing yes. about that? Thank you. Um, well, that that there's that the the, the uh, let's see. The idea, the belief, the false notion that there's a right way to be, that there's a uh-huh. right way. That the, well, that, I mean, what do I need? What more do I need to say? 
that there's a right way to be. Well, yeah, there you go. I mean, because, the, and so when you really trace all this back to the process that's operating, you can see that what it is is that there's a belief that there, there really is a right way to be. Well, and, you know, even beyond that, even there's a right way to feel. There's, you know, there's a, right, there's a right way to respond to any situation. Well, let me, let me even, because based on what, how, what you were saying, which I thought was so helpful, according to egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate, there is a right way to be, there is a right way to act, there is a right way fill in the blank, and I am not that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what you're noticing is that when we're referencing egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate, that's where that whole thing gets put out, that whole belief gets put out that there's a right way to be, a right way to feel, right things to say, and you're not that. That's sort of inherent in the, in the process, isn't it, that, that's, that you're not going to be that right way. Yeah. And what I, the sense I got when you reflected that was, just all of this distortion and noise and um, <clears throat> blocking of an authentic, uh, an authentic being, an authentic response, an authentic presence. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, so what happens, what you saw is that what that does, that whole system does, is really blocks the authentic response, the authentic authenticity, you know, beginning to be expressed. You know what, yeah, you know what I just thought of, which I haven't thought of in years, is that saying, which I'm probably going to butcher, you can help me, is that um, um, I I think it's a Zen story of somebody saying, bragging about their teacher saying, you know, well, my teacher can walk on water, or, you know, they'd go on and on about all these amazing things, and then this person says, yeah, my teacher's amazing. When she's hungry, she eats, and when she's tired, she sleeps. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, and and can you say about can you can you say more about how that was uh, coming up in terms of I mean I could about blocking well, the authenticity or, yes <clears throat> that that there's an authentic response so that to just really be in the moment and authentically respond with whatever with, with whatever's there um, uh-huh. is is a miracle. Yeah, yeah. So really being so present and there in, with the moment that when I'm hungry, I eat. When I'm tired, I sleep. Or, you know, it, I mean, when those, that's, that's the real miracle. That's the real, that, that, is, that is what is uh, so extraordinary. Yes, and to tie it into our, um, our assignment that we're just um, embarking upon, you know, some of those wonderful quotes about, you know, um, Zen practice isn't about thinking about peeling the potatoes. It's about peeling the, you know, just being with the mm-hmm. potatoes, peeling them, or, or that there's no reason to do anything. It's that this is what's here in this moment to do. So, I mean, I may be butchering the quotes, but those, those, that's what, that's what occurred to me. So, mm-hmm. anyway, it's just. Oh, it is. Just, um, go ahead, finish your sentence. No, no, no. I, no I, I, well, I just go to this place of such gratitude, and I don't even know how to express it. It's like, wow. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's so tragic what, um, and horrifying what, when we're unconscious and we're um, caught, trapped in 
identification, you know, what can happen. And it just, to me, it's just such incredible motivation to practice. Yes, yes. Yeah, that is so, that is such a good point that we can, we can see really the horrifying aspect of, of what egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate does and move to gratitude and live from there, live from there in the, the sense of we have the support and the understanding of how this works and really um, just continuing to practice that and choosing that authenticity, that presence. Yeah, and it reminds me, um, just one more thing and then I'll, I'll stop. It just reminds me of that, um, what we talk about of finding um, what's most compassionate for all and mm-hmm. not, um, not, not going with the tendency to not include ourselves in the circle or to make us more important than everybody else, you know, that ego tendency, but to, to really look at what is most compassionate for all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that is sort of it kind of goes full circle back what you what you um, started with that there's no top and bottom. There is no. Right. That's the illusion. And so, what the yeah. place that's the alternative, you know, we might say is what's compassionate for all. Nothing, nobody, nothing gets left out. Oh yeah, and when you said that, Rebecca, I thought yeah, nothing gets, including the trees and the rocks and the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Ann. This is Justin. Hey, Justin. Hey. Um, hey, that last conversation was really helpful. The the piece I took from it was being okay no matter what. Um, because, yeah, just kind of this morning, well, yeah, this morning and today feeling a little drowsy and doing the sit before the group call, feeling drowsy and definitely a conversation about how I'm having the wrong experience and that must mean I'm identified with ego and I got to figure it out to get to presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So really hearing that conversation that's going on that, okay, I'm feeling drowsy, so that must mean there's something wrong and I got to figure out what it is. I must be listening to ego and, and as if all of that thinking in, in about it is going to uh, do anything for <laughs> for you. Yeah, exactly. And if you even if I, when I listen to the conversation, it's like you know, look at you. You're identified. I mean, like, <laughs> who or what is this voice that's saying you are identified? And how is that helpful at all, right? Yeah. Well, and you yes, and you see the big clue there is that it's even calling you a you. And so, how can a voice that's calling me a you, telling me I'm identified? How can that even be helpful at all? Yeah, exactly. How can that be helpful at all? And I've been and I was working that with working with that this morning, but also yesterday and the day before, you know, I'm taking the the true reflections class, which has been amazing just to um yeah, kind of revamp my recording and listening practice. And I guess what's really sticking with me is when I go to do a task, you know, if I'm going to do something for the next 10, 15, whatever, how many minutes having just a couple phrases from the mentor just on my recorder and then listening to it as I'm doing the task on loop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what you've been seeing is helpful in terms of revamping your recording and listening practice is to have a couple of phrases from the mentor on loop. So as you're doing your task, you're hearing that over and over. Yeah. And, and I've been asking myself, what would the mentor say? So like, yeah, this morning when I was drowsy in meditation, I, you know, I was asking myself, you know, okay, what would the mentor say? And like, what came up was like, 
okay, you're drowsy, and that's fine. You're sitting here. You're totally fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So drowsiness is here. So you're fine. You're totally fine. Yeah, exactly. And you showed up on the cushion, and you're not moving, and, and you're right where you need to be. And I guess, yeah, I'm just, it just feels like I'm reconnecting that relationship with the mentor through recording and listening and seeing some different things about that, like, I really appreciate how, like, it, it always feels like it's only a sentence, two sentences, or not always, but very often from the mentor. It's just these very short little phrases, and it makes it so easy to just put it on the recorder and put it on loop, and all I really need to hear is, like, you know, one or two sentences, and that, that it feels like that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is, yeah, so to notice that, First of all, how helpful it is to re, you know, just reinforce. I think that relationship with the mentor, and then noticing that the mentor isn't real. It's just one or two lines. It's really all that all that you know things that comes through at any given time, and how helpful that is, because that that makes it possible then to get it on the recorder and really just live in those that you know that succinct. You know, we kind of have that. rule of thumb in practice that if it's more than two sentences, you know, <laughs> then we, we can, yes, it's, it's ego. And so you've noticed that from your own experience in listening and, and recording around what the mentor is saying. Yeah, and that's exactly what I, I saw when you were talking. That's exactly where I was going to go. Like, the mentor uh-huh. isn't going to have some long, drawn-out conversation about what happened two days ago and how that affects this uh-huh. and how we need to factor in that. Like, <laughs> that's ego. Like, that's right? ego. Yeah. 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 That's just not your experience of the mentor. Yeah. It's so so good to see that. It is really good to see that. Um and, and oh and okay, and just one more thing I saw before I um sign off is the there was this belief that was operating. Um yeah, there's this belief that was operating that, you know, I just need to make my these recordings for these certain tasks that I do. So, like, when I'm cooking, I have my cooking recording. When I, I don't know, go run, I have my running recording. And there was the belief that those uh, recordings were static in the sense that I would always need, I would always want to hear the same thing because the task is the same. And I'm finding that is not the case at all. Are you following that? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's huge, isn't it? Right. To see that. Ha- so, so there was a belief operating that this recording is for cooking, this recording is for running, you know, and so on, and that I don't really have want to listen to anything else, and I don't want to listen to that. You know, so it's very a very static uh, uh, approach to that, and you're sounds like you're suspicious of that. Right, and it's like what I need to hear in one moment is very different from what I'm going to hear need to hear in another moment, let alone from one day to the other day. So, you know, I might have very different experiences running, even though the content is the same. You know, what the mentor might be saying or what's dropping in or the experience I'm having or, you know, what I want to hear, it, it, it's going to change because life, you know, because that's how life is, Right. Yeah, yeah. What you may need to hear one day may be different than what you, the mentor is going to offer on another day because it, it's, life isn't static. It may change because that's just the way life is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's been a great experience, and I've been enjoying the, um, the I don't even know what to call it, the revamping of recording and listening or yeah. <laughs> however you want to say it. So it's been good. Yeah, yeah, it is It is so fun, and it's fun to hear. So the, that, the, the kind of a revamping or, you know, whatever you, phrase you'd want to use of, of this really crucial practice. 
Yeah, the rejuvenation, and I'll leave it. Rejuvenation, what a great word. Yeah, yeah. And I'll leave it there. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks, Justin. This is Carol. Hey, Carol. Hey, great to be here this morning. I really, I'm I'm looking at um, the inside job. I've been hearing a couple times on recordings lately about that we're here to pay attention to our process and not to... Um, other people so I really I appreciate the uh, focus on the inside job this morning mm-hmm. yeah so that really that really resonated with what you've been looking at that we're here to focus on our process and not you know not <laughs> on other people's yeah so yesterday I had a workshop where I people were mad at me and then later on I was mad at somebody else and um, it really felt like that I, you can't be identified when you're in that place. I mean, you can't be aware. That's what I was feeling. Uh, I was being told, well, you're just, this is too charged. And so you're identified and therefore you cannot have awareness. And uh-huh. I think that's not true. <laughs> uh-huh. So let me, let me see if I'm with you. So you notice. You were aware yesterday that there were some uh, some people mad at you, and then later there you were mad at somebody. And the message that you heard was that, oh well, when you're upset like this, or when you're in this kind of state, you can't be aware, and you don't think that that's true. Yeah, that you, that that awareness is is different than that, I guess. And but it's so funny because there was very chart uh, very kind of core charged um, situations and so I picked up my recorder and um, when I listen to it later I would have to say that I have a different opinion because that person was talking and telling their experience so there must have been awareness uh-huh. Even though it, wasn't, it wasn't fun and, and you know nirvana type feeling but it was certainly there was certainly an awareness yeah, yeah. So that so there so there's a component there that you that I missed reflecting, which was that it was a very charged experience. And even in that charged experience, you it would it, it occurred to you to pick up your recorder and the person who was talking was talking from that experience. And it sound and as you listen back it 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 occurred to you, well, there had to be some awareness there or else uh, none of that I mean, what, all of that is is happening, right? In in awareness, you're aware of all of that happening because there she is talking about her experience. There you are listening to it and having these insights and yeah, like that. I mean, it wasn't like this. When you say nirvana, I guess you mean like a sort of peaceful, you know, sort of serene, whatever. I mean, it was charged, but that that's okay. Yes, it was. and I'm, I'm really, uh, I, get, I can see how conditioning makes things very all or nothing. So it's either this way or it's that way. So if you have any um, charged emotions or you're getting caught in a riptide of, of what's going on, then, that's, then that can't be awareness. And, yeah, so that's what I'm looking at. Oh, that's really good to see that what conditioning is doing is it's, it's saying if you feel this way, that can't be awareness. And this way can be anything from being caught in the riptide or being charged or being, you know, whatever, because because it is what's defining what awareness is. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
especially, I, I'm seeing how especially conditioning wants to control what I record and then, and then also what I listen to. So if it's one of those, it's going to be really icky. Let's just please don't listen to it is, is what I'm, you know, being told. And, and sometimes I give into that and don't listen, but I did listen. And, and it was so wonderful yeah. to uh, hear somebody unedited because I usually, it's very hard to do that for me, but um, when I let it be unedited and just express, this is what I'm, I'm going through right now. And then to yeah. hear it the next day and, um, and recognize, yeah, no, that, that's, that's what awareness is, is to be aware of what's happening and allow, um, allow awareness to be there with all of the feelings and um, even the judgment and even the, you know, the projections and the, um, all kind of everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's what awareness is, is to, is to be, have everything accepted. So even the judgment, even the upset, even the whatever is there. And you have that experience when you, you know, direct experience, when you turn on that recorder and listen to it really unedited and just let, well, that's where, that's where I am right now. That's where she is right now, you know, in whatever perspective you're hearing it. But that is all okay. And that is awareness. It's all happening yeah. in the wind. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, no, that's it. Yeah, it is. It is. And then... Uh, the woman that I was mad at later on, she did something, and then I spoke to her, and she walked away, ignored me, and then um, I recorded for a while, and then she came back, and I addressed it in a little bit different way, and she still ignored me and uh, wouldn't speak and did what she was doing and then left, and I was I was so worked up when I started hearing those words like, why would they do that? Why, how come they can't this? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I get that. That's that's conditioning running my, running the show right now, and then, in a little bit of time, it's something you know, she left and I recorded, and it occurred to me, you know what? Maybe her spouse just died, or something totally, you know, that I just didn't even. When I'm in conditioning, I can't even see that, you know. It's like, why would they, you know? So anyway, I just want to say it kind of opened up. Um, my awareness a little further to, to expand it to think there could be a reason that people do what they do and I don't I don't have to know what it is because again I'm here looking at my process well yeah exactly that is so good Carol because the, on a process level what you are doing through that whole thing with her you know so you felt you noticed that you're angry and that she was in, is, is ignoring you and all of these things and you were picking up the recorder it sounds like along the way and just bringing attention back to what's going on with you and what occurred to you is you know there what if you know we don't know what's going on with her somebody might have died who knows because you just we just don't know and it, and the, the the only thing we can um the only thing we can really look at and, and see and process is what's going on with us. And that's what you felt like you did, just step by step of that whole situation. Yes, exactly. Thank you for that reflection. And uh, it, it's just really good to be here. So Yeah, isn't it? I know what you mean. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Jill. you. Margaret? Hey, Margaret. 
Hey, um, I'm really grateful for the new um, week assignment for this week and and all that's what that's about. And it um, before I read that, I I had a kind of an amazing um, healing experience on Friday and. Um, I just realized how loving and um, accepting and open the whole experience was um, for me. And it, it had been a long time since I'd had that. Um, I've had that, this is for, was acupuncture and mm. other, you know, like herbal um uh, stuff and it um, just the whole experience of of being there and hearing about things like recipes for I guess sort of like aromatherapy but you know thousand or more year old recipes for that from the Chinese side of things <laughs> um, it just um, it just expanded my awareness, I guess, of how how much I guess as humans we're we're we've been doing these amazing things for thousands of years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, so it sounds like what you're describing uh, is a process of feeling very open, very expansive. And experiencing um, just great uh, appreciation for all of the healing and the and the wisdom that has been around throughout the ages, and being in a place where you can take that in and yeah. and notice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, it was it was just a it was a very special experience of something I've been doing probably for, I don't know, since the late 80s, so for a long time, um, with Chinese practitioners who didn't speak English as well as this person. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, um, I got so much out of it. And it, it sort of, then when I read the assignment, um, about you know with things like picking up the Buddha Buddha broom and and sweep you know that it just it felt so in tune with all of that. Mm-hmm. So so you went to when, when you read the assignment for the year long retreat that's to the next upcoming week, you felt a real resonance with the picking up the Buddha broom and and sweeping mm-hmm. the Buddha earth and like that felt a real, yeah. real, real a deep openness and resonance with that at some point. Yeah, that that whole um, expression, I guess that was by the Zen master um, guiding mm-hmm. the person. The yeah. yeah, the student. And it was just so, it, it feels like that's so key for my practice to be 
inspired by Sangha um, in all the ways we do it. And from the guides, um, <laughs> it's just um, these lovely words that came to us on Friday <laughs> about, you know, um, from Alan Watts about play, you know, that that all of thinking of all of this as play and I um it just reframes helps me to reframe and I really to, I guess to redirect to my heart rather than um and, and being And so on a, so the process that you're describing it sounds like Margaret is is a really um directing the attention back to the heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's been helpful what's been shared so far. I can um this morning just resonating with um you know like I made a recording for myself yesterday to to do a task not that long after that <laughs> that time, but you know, but far enough ahead that something else um came up and I decided before it was going to rain I better do this other task outside, and and but I had a tape all made up for the kitchen, a kitchen job. <laughs> so, so um, anyway, it was just it was um, it was really helpful to be reminded, and I I've done this before of just you know like speaking with the mentor and just like um, at night when conditioning comes up and I say. Um, I choose unconditional love, and I, I really only have to say it a few times, and, and really dwell there, I guess. And well, and that that's an that's an important process point right there. That yeah. what we're doing is we're directing the attention to unconditional love, and you notice that it doesn't even really need to, you know, it, it doesn't take that long. Right? You hear the recording, and that that's where the attention goes. So no matter what the content, the process is really bringing it to directing the attention to the mentor, the unconditional love, like that. Yeah. Yeah, and to... So good to see no matter what the content is. Mm-hmm. And just, and also there, there was, a, I think the other thing that really struck me was it's something about that, about how... Um, What's really important is that we were aware, not yeah. necessarily what we were aware of, but that we were aware yeah. <laughs> that we thought yeah. we were there. Yeah. That's what's really important: the, the awareness, not the con, not the content, not what we're aware mm-hmm. of, but the awareness itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you. I'm I'm just mm-hmm. really so grateful for practice. Thank you, Marsanga. Thank you. Yeah. This is Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn. Hey, Rebecca. Um, I wanted to share an experience I had with practicing with walking meditation, mm-hmm. and what dropped, what 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 became apparent when I slowed down was that I have a tendency to roll to the outside edge of my left foot. Mm -hmm. And the information registered, 
and then it dropped in you know maybe that's why I've been experiencing some discomfort um, in my left hip because I've been doing a lot of walking and bike riding since uh, COVID and so bringing that to the the then sped up activities of walking you know more more briskly and riding my bike it's completely changed my practice of both of those uh-huh uh-huh so there so there you are doing these activities and practicing awareness as you're doing these activities and the information drops in and you take it you make some changes or registers, and you've noticed a big difference having having done that. Yes, and and I was just so, um, I, I guess I, I was just in awe that taking an activity that I've been doing for you know my whole life, but slowing it down enough to really be able to pay attention to it, to 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 bring awareness to it, it. It was like I had never walked before. Yes, yeah. So, so it, yeah, and the, the, the process there that's so beautiful, isn't it, is the willingness to take the, take the activity or the, the, the guidance and slow it down and bring all of our awareness and attention to that and the experience of it's like I've never walked before. All, it feels so new. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, I love the practical application of the information that awareness drops in that it's life-changing. I mean, it's changed my way of moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so practical, isn't it? And it's you know just and it's so life-changing. It just changes when we're there to receive the guidance. Yeah, yeah. Given. Yeah, and and it what what the 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 experience I'm having is that there is more complete contact with the earth, and that the movement it's almost like the the earth is moving beneath me, and I'm just picking up my foot and placing it as it moves past. It's it's such a uh, it's it's more like we're doing this together. Instead of me just kind of, um, not, kind of pounding my feet on the earth, you, you know. So it feels like, yeah. Instead of just me just pounding, you just pounding your foot feet on the earth. It's like you and the earth are doing this together. Yeah, yeah. And and so it's it it feels um, there. It's walking and riding my bike now are more of a a dance. And I'm just so grateful to how we're always pointed, you know, that that just, I think it was, it was pointed to earlier that it's just, it's just paying attention. That, that's all. We just show up and pay attention and it's amazing what will be revealed. Yeah. You just show up and pay attention and it's amazing what is revealed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's like uh, 
a field report from the field of awareness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what we come together to do, right? We're yeah. Getting, yeah. Do yeah. our field reports from the field of awareness. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. This is Phil. Hey, Phil. Hi, well, I'll, have, I'll have another report from the field of awareness. Okay. Um, what I was uh, have been seeing is that um, when I'm, um, you know, as I practice being aware of awareness, um, I've been, been seeing that, um, how do I want to say it? It's something like an, an inside job so, or an or a inside outside job. So th- this is where I first noticed it. So I have this practice wherein I, um, at the in first thing in the morning, I'll go to the door, open the door and say, you know, good morning to life and everything that's around. And then at night I go to the door and before I'm going to bed and open it and, you know, say good night to the stars and the moon and everything that's, that's around. And, but what, here's what I noticed as I start, when I do this, if when awareness is on awareness, it is as if, Life is getting, you know, going to the door and opening the door and saying good night to itself, all the life outside. Mm-hmm. And the same thing in the morning. Yeah. And so, so then, go ahead. No, you go ahead now. Yeah, so, so if I can just catch up. So mm-hmm. what you're seeing is that you Morning and evening things that you do is open the door and say good morning to life and good night to life and the stars and the moon. And what you notice is that when awareness is on awareness, it's really, it's like life is saying good morning to life and life saying good night to life. Yeah, and then, and then the aware, the, you know, it's like it's all balled up, rolled up into one. And so the awareness is observing this as well. And uh, it feels it. It's kind of it's kind of fun because you know then li- it life thanks life for all the things that happen during the day and you know and is uh, expressing gratitude and and it just feels like everything is just uh, happening and um, there's awareness aware of all of it happening. Yeah. Aware of yeah. life, thanking life, and aware of I mean, it just gets kind of um, fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's all just happening. It's all just, so there's life thanking life, life aware that life is thanking life, and I mean it's just all happening, and and it's fun. Yeah, so I'm watching so that you know with the the practices we're doing now. This was, is you know the working meditation and um, where it's like in the awareness now if it does this doesn't I'm not being aware of awareness of course it's this is a little bit different situation but um, within that awareness it's like okay the awareness is of life inside motivating me to move and go 
sweep the floor or you know and then it's it's like awareness is observing the life in me sweeping the floor which is of course the the life everything that's you know like the dust you know the buddha is the dust the buddha is the mm. everything's the buddha so it, it's a, i'm really enjoying the awareness practice mm. and um being practice of a you know being aware of awareness practicing mm-hmm. and just watching just letting the awareness within observe and and um because it it I've seen the difference between trying to make something happen and it doesn't mm-hmm. <laughs> you know trying to practice awareness mm-hmm. being aware yeah, rather than yeah go ahead oh right no I'm that rather than well rather than me trying to make it happen yeah yeah so it sounds like what you're describing is the process of of letting, uh, of kind of getting out of the way or something, where you're aware that life that life is just happening, and that, you, that there's an awareness of it, and you can you can know the difference. You know the difference of of where you're trying to make something happen, and really appreciating the difference in those two. Yeah, and the fun, the good part is, when I'm trying to make it happen, I'm aware of trying to make it happen, and I can just stop and move to the awareness you know because that's easy just drop in and just relax and it's all there yeah uh, yeah so no matter what is happening even if there is a trying to make something happen then all then what you all we do is bring awareness to that then that's then what we're aware of that's when the what life is aware of yeah so you know as as um seems like with awareness we can and we know this we can use you know conditioning and ego in a sense to our benefit because when we're aware it wakes us up and we know where we are and we can move to back to life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so it's sort of like well, you, we can use everything in our experience, even, you know, to see how we cause ourselves to suffer so we can drop it in and suffering. And so, right, so even when we are, you know, caught up in something, then we bring awareness to that, and that, in a sense, is, can kind of help us come back to here. You know, we can, yeah. we can basically, yeah, there's no way, there's no place in which awareness cannot cannot be turned to or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's like the, you know, because we do the recording so much, it's all—it's kind of like a recording without the recording, you know, coming in. <laughs> uh-huh. like, oh. you, know, it's, it, you know, if I don't have the chance to run and pick up a recorder, it, that that thing in my head or whatever conditioning throwing it, it's like a wake-up call. Ooh. Oh, uh-huh. you know. well, so if I'm with you, so are you saying it's like, like there can be a... Like it just dropped in to turn attention to awareness, and we're just sort of like having the recording without having the recorder in your hand at that moment. It's like it, it just kind of calls, it, it prompts us. Is that sort of what you're pointing to? Yeah. Well, I think I, I, I you blocked out, bleeped uh, out a little bit, but I, yeah, it's like okay. So say I'm involved in something, and there's no, re- or I'm even meditating. I'm not going to grab the recorder, but if 
if a conditioned thing pops in, it's like uh, the same thing in a sense of grabbing the recording because mm-hmm. it's now, it's to the point where just having it pop in, and this probably doesn't happen all the time, but when I'm aware of it, when it pops in, then I can say, oh, you know, I know exactly what's happening and move back to awareness. Yeah, because it recognize. kind of popped in like a dis, like a disruption, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. So it, it can you recognize the disruption and it's like oh, and then you can just turn back to awareness, turn attention back yeah. to awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When you know everything's <laughs> moving in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyhow, it's it's just we are so as we know, so lucky, so gifted to have this practice. And, you know, I'm just so totally grateful. I think that's part of, it feels like why, it feels like I live in gratitude so much, but it's because I always know I have this practice. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah, it brings us right back to the gratitude that we have this practice and we know it. We we can really accept it and realize it. Yeah, and how life is so good to have have given that gift and how, you know, life is just so good. It's so good to us. But anyhow. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Oh, I uh, I heard Michael, but then I heard somebody right before Michael. Lori. Okay, so Lori and then Michael. Thank you. Um, I, I also want to express gratitude for being on this call. I don't often get on this call. And, um, and just the whole thing about the awareness of, uh, the awareness of, which is presence. Um, and and I, w- I was going to talk about uh, grief and sadness. And what I'm hearing, I think, through the call and what I'm just coming to is how Gosh, you know, just to have awareness of here's here's something going on, and and there doesn't have to be anything said about it particularly. And and often when the story gets going more than two sentences, I know that that's not coming from really from life or from presence. And and then to to just notice, you know, somebody that I've been close to for a long time and that I worked with actually, and she just died, and I'm. I just notice sometimes I feel this wash of, of sadness and then sometimes I also just feel something very different, which feels like a deep connection. And I would project or imagine that that's just the connection that comes from from being engaged, you know, being engaged with another human being, to be engaged with gardening, to be engaged with whatever it is, to bring my full presence, and that can include a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sadness and, and sometimes just openness and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like really experiencing a lot of things and really getting it, it, and, and hearing in this morning's conversation that that it really is just a matter of bringing awareness to it all. That there can be waves of sadness, there can be waves of a lot of different things, and it's just a um, it, it's just how it is, you know. And here with the the loss of your of your colleague there that 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 there can be a lot there and what you're practicing and what you're seeing is the power of just uh, bringing awareness and bringing um, to whatever is here 
Right, and, and to know that awareness, <laughs> it's just the way it was being talked about, it was so beautiful. Like awareness is opening the door. Awareness is appreciating the sky. Awareness is moving my arm. It's like getting to such an elemental level of this is what we're talking about. Awareness is is being here and whatever is here. And and to be able sometimes, not always, but just to be able to come back to thank you. I love you. I have no complaints. I'm grateful. And. And if, and if I keep practicing that just as a mantra, you know, I'm grateful for everything, I have no complaints, it, it's really hard to say, well, not this, though. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I, I'm really, I'm wanting to have this be the, the whole of it, the whole of whatever is happening in life and, and just in all the, the, what, the vicissitudes or all the, the various expressions that occur. So that's, that's so, what I'm just noticing. Yeah, and so Lori, if I'm if I'm tracking that last piece, what you're what you're talking about, it seems like is when there's a that that there's a what you want is for there it to be whole. So you, there's not a uh, with your mantra there of um, thank you, I love you, I have no complaints. It's it's really not uh, not parsing things out like oh well not that though you know because what you're what you're doing in the elements in what we're all practicing in the elemental process of bringing awareness is that acceptance of everything just as it is and not the <laughs> ego sort of but not that well but not that yeah but no no uh-huh. actually everything uh-huh everything and and that it's all here for me so so whenever there's the, the rejection or the pushing away, then I'm, it's like I'm saying no to life, no life. You know, I want it this way. And I'm realizing, wow, there really is this practice that says uh, yes, yes, and yes, and then yeah. thank you, and I love you. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. and you're choo- it sounds like you're really choosing that, that practice of yes, 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 and, and not going with the ego pushing away and like that. Well, I'm aware of it more and more. That that's what could because sometimes, you know, that isn't the thing that gets chosen. But but it's like that's really, you know, if I say that's the foundation of the practice and that means yes, I can come I just return to it. I return to it even when, you know, there's something else that comes or another thought or yeah. It's always yeah, available it, though. Yes, uh huh. It is. It's always available and it is a practice. Yeah, we're practicing yeah. now. Yes. Yeah, so um so thank you Rebecca and and just thanks to everyone. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. And Michael. Hi Rebecca. Um this has been uh, fabulous this morning. Uh, another report from the field here. I love that. Mm-hmm. And uh I think the biggest thing I'm noticing is just how helpful for disidentification it is just to be on this call, to listen to everyone, to get, um, it's like when I'm paying attention to each caller, then I have to expand, you know, my awareness beyond my little (laughs) circle of problems um, to, uh, you know, to get out of that story and to be here and um, to be present and to be a part of this amazing community and to um, do my part in practice. Yeah, yeah. So just showing up on the call and participating, as you're describing, 
it is, it, it, you know, you can't, um, well, let's see how you said it, there's an expansiveness, you know, it, it takes us beyond our own little perspectives as we show up here and be with the community and be with what everyone is bringing to the call. Yeah, it's, it's an extraordinary gift. And um, I was noticing, too, uh, speaking of the assignment for this coming week, um, there was a line that just grabbed me, and that is that it's just as valuable to spot ego in operation as it is to embody the Buddha sweeping the porch. And uh, it just reminds me of what we've been talking about is, uh, you know, we're doing practice of awareness. We're not doing a practice of trying to feel good or be the right person or, um, yeah, I think earlier in the call today we were talking about <laughs> being the right person and having the right feeling. And uh, it seems like that's a, that's a guarantee for suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, identifying with that, that belief that there's a right way to be. Instead, realizing, as we've been talking about on this call, that, the, that bring, um, is a practice of awareness. And so it can be just as valuable to see catch what ego is up to as it can be to be sweeping the Buddha porch. Or, yeah. Yes, and um, somebody was dropped in just now. Somebody was talking on the morning show about um, uh, instead of focusing on divorcing ego, focusing on falling in love with life. And um, I really, that really landed also. There was a sense of like, you know, like I can get focused on battling ego, which is just more ego, or I can... Um, focus on falling in love with life and the trees that are around me and the birds and the sky and the sun that's coming out through the clouds. And, um, you know, that's where I want to focus my attention rather than being in battle with ego. Yeah, yeah. So it's the, the love affair with life uh, as opposed to a divorce from ego. And because that's speaks to you of the shift from the, of the attention from battling ego, from fighting with ego, to really what is around us, the trees, the birds, the sky, and just really bringing attention to the, all of the goodness that's actually here. Yeah, exactly. And what I see in that is that the, that whole thing of battling with ego implies that there's like a, like a good right person who's like <laughs> battling the you know, the wrong, bad information. But that's such a cue for ego to, to be framed that way because it just keeps me enmeshed in that conversation with ego. Uh-huh, yeah. So so to to be in that battle with ego and what's wrong, and, and it, it really keeps you enmeshed in that. It's sort of a self-feeding process. It sounds like a, a what's wrong, and then i got to overcome it, and then that's, you know, and, and it's just a, a recipe for suffering. Yeah, and um, it's just, um, I mean, it's been said many times before, but to have a practice like this where we can spend so much time together and look at how everything works and sort of explore in detail all of the ego potholes and all of the ways that we get free um, and to have tools, you know, recording and listening. And um, it's just, uh, it's just an extraordinary gift. And I'm really grateful for it. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it is, we do talk about it. And it's good to say, you know, to say it, how extraordinary it is and how grateful 
to have this uh, this sangha that we can come together and ex- I like the way you said that that explore ego potholes right and and um, and see how it all works and yeah just very grateful. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Michael. We have a couple of minutes left. If there's anyone else. Well, thank you all.